I want to tell you about the best podcast in music, and that's Culture Creature. Culture Creature features entertaining conversations with the world's best musicians, including members of Run DMC, Rage Against the Machine, Faith No More, Fugazi, and many more. You'll hear your favorite artists share unforgettable stories and discuss the music, movies, and art that changed their lives. Subscribe to Culture Creature today in Apple Podcasts, Stitcher, or wherever you listen. You can also view all episodes at culturecreature.com slash podcast. Hey there, folks. Welcome to another episode of the Cracked Podcast. My name is Alex Schmidt, and I'm the head of podcasting here at Cracked. I am also known as Schmitty the Clam, and I am also, also a fan of fun. Fun in every form, whether it's jokes or doodling or sports or kite flying or jokes or jokes or repeating words too much. Whatever is fun for you is powerful, and that makes it cool. I think fun is healthy. It can be therapeutic. Fun can also force political change. In a past Cracked article called Four Ways to Make Sure Your Protest Really Makes a Difference, don't worry, we will footnote that one, we talked about how recent protest movements from Serbia to the Philippines to Standing Rock use the appealing positivity of fun to break the injustice of the system around them. And this episode comes from another Cracked article, celebrating another way fun is powerful because people across the country and the world are using fun to dunk on racists. Yeah, take that, racists. This article is called Seven Everyday Heroes Who Mercilessly Trolled Racist Morons. It's by S. Peter Davis, and it's one of my favorite new things on Cracked.com in a long time. There is technological brilliance. There is curated tuba music. There's a slew of people defeating racists by embarrassing racists in ways that tangibly weaken them in the world. So two other things to bring up about this episode before we get started with just going after them. Number one, I'm so excited about this week's guest. His name is Billy Wayne Davis, and you may remember that name. He's a returning favorite on the Cracked Podcast. He's also a really great stand-up comedian. So great, Jack White puts his albums out on vinyl, and he's got amazing anecdotes from his time on the road and his cultural upbringing that make this week's stories even more fun. We're even going to get deep about like the nature of hate. We're getting into it. It's a good time. And number two thing to know, when I use the term racists on this week's show, I'm setting a really, really, really high bar for who qualifies as a racist. We're not talking about shaming well-meaning people who told the wrong joke one time or aren't 100% up on the latest cultural wisdom. We're not even talking about shaming people who are kind of jerks about diversity. When we say racists, this week we mean full-on white supremacists, skinheads, uh, armed reactionaries. Also, now that I think about it, one example is a U.S. president, but that president retweeted British hate memes this month with zero apology or walk back, so screw him. I'm going to lump him in with this week's rogues gallery of KKK members and German neo-Nazis. By the way, holy shit, German neo-Nazis exist. Anyway, don't worry, this is not an episode where we will make fun of your beloved grandpa for being 1% behind the times. Uh, He'll only get made fun of if he's doing, like, KKK marches. That's it. Anyway, that's a ton of setup, I know, for a fundamentally fun episode where good defeats evil over and over again through creativity. Uh, We think it'll be a nice little Christmas present for all of you. So, please sit back or put wrapping paper around a box, then unwrap that box to give yourself, you know, the feeling of unwrapping this episode as if it is a physical present. Now, that's a weird suggestion. Don't do that. Just relax and enjoy this episode of The Cracked Podcast with one of my favorite comedians in the world, Billy Wayne Davis. I'll be back after we wrap up. Talk to you then. 
We are joined in the studio by the hilarious comedian you've heard him on the Crack Podcast before, Billy Wayne Davis. Hey guys. Hey Billy Wayne. Hey. How has your year been? This How's it going? This year has been very, uh, very good. Yeah. I did some interesting things. People are like, "Oh, did you go on tour?" Or it's like, as a stand-up, it's like it's like kind of constant. Do you know what I mean? Right. Right. Where it's like there's always places to play. Yeah, and you have to be constantly touring to be a stand-up comedian. I think. Yeah, so I'm I'm, like, I'm constantly touring, and then I did a little acting, and then I did a couple of voices for Squidbillies, which was really fun. Coming up on a year ago, I released the live at Third Man, so which is great. And thank yeah, you. people should check oh, it out. Thank you so much. Yeah, yeah. And also, I don't know about you, but 2017 for me has included, among many things, just sort of a free-floating anxiety about the state of the country. To me, it's kind of it's one of those things where it's like if you're serving tables and it's busy. Your shift flies by. Yeah. And that's what 2017 has been. <laughs> right. Because you look up and you're like, oh, shit, th- this year's over? Well, it's because every day you're like, what is, ah. Uh? <laughs> There's Hanlon. You're like, ah, oh, right, I'm in the, the weeds. Clock. I just need to help somebody. <laughs> mm-hmm. Yeah, really. Yeah, we did, we did an episode a few weeks back about uh, just how comedy works in these times, it, it, just in general, not just stand-up. But it's kind of a thing where certain kinds of comedy are very hard to do because it's sort of... It's it's like somehow it's wartime without a specific war going on, you know. Like there's just, it's just busy all the time. It is uh, a war, but it's like constant, and it's all communication. It's all yeah, it's like, like just a, arguments. Yeah, it's just a war on information. <laughs> you look at these people and you're like, why do you want to mess everything up? <laughs> right. <laughs> why are you messing everything up for? And it, it's I think it boils down to people with empathy and people without. It's people that can put themselves in other people's shoes and. That's their philosophy. And they're like, oh, yeah, that would suck if we treated this, blah, blah, blah. And I wouldn't want to be. And then people are like, man, I'm going to get mine. And that's what they think. Is like, they think that's life. So I think that's right. like, and I don't like to classify people in two groups of, because there are two groups of people, the people that classify people in two groups. <laughs> so, it's a slippery slope, Billy. Don't, yeah, it's like, and also, <laughs> I said the other day, I was like, never speak in absolutes. <laughs> oh, good. <laughs> Well, and I and I thought after all this year we've had, why don't we just spend some time enjoying some situations where people who are racists and who are very 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 mean to people, uh, they're just getting trolled in hilarious ways. It's like just let's like open that holiday present, you know? Like let's all just be very happy. Yes, I'm all for racist. We're just bad people getting trolled doing bad things is the best. <laughs> it's like the ultimate Andy Griffith. Just very gently making them look silly and uh-huh. foolish, yep. and we all laugh. I'm going to teach y'all a lesson real <laughs> real slow light. <laughs> is, that, is that Andy Griffith's voice? No, I, I don't remember. Voice at all. I'm sorry, Andy <laughs> I'm so sorry. There's been a year in the past few years, especially because just technology and the internet have given us so many options, where when people are being racist, and I know there are like a lot of times where people are just occasionally racist or say a racist thing or something. We're talking about like neo-Nazis for the most part. Well, yeah, like, where it's like <laughs> philosophy. Right, right, right. It's not like, oh, I didn't know I wasn't supposed to say that. Right. We've been like, like, no, I want this type of person going. Right. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. 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 There is a difference between like, oh, we don't use that word anymore. And like, right. Yeah, your grandma's racist. She's not hateful, but these people are bad people. Yeah, yeah. People who are just learning, great. But these like white supremacists, well, and even even with like people opposing these communities directly, because on Reddit uh, this past October they started banning some subreddits that are just explicitly for like the subreddit for like Nazi it. national socialism. Reddit's like, like listen, 
we have the dark web. Get out of here. <laughs> Which I've, I'm all for. Right. The internet has a whole upside down. You guys can go there already. Mm-hmm. Like, yes. This is the top side for the rest of us. <laughs> uh, but they, they started banning those people this October. And in my head, I was like, oh, good. That's like 80 years late. But sure. Like, good job. <laughs> like, Well, it is there. that. And it is that weird thing to like have to every now and then be like, well, hold on. You have to defend their right to say whatever the fuck they want to say. Sure. Yeah, yeah. That's the position where it's like, especially as a comedian, I'm not against. They should be able to say where what they want wherever, you know, however publicly, however you can't. I mean, there are repercussions and consequences to that. But preventing yeah. them from saying stuff, that to me is a slippery slope real quick where you're just like, no, no, no. Let them say it. Let them provoke stuff. But it's like, it's fine. To me, it's the same vein as like, and I got a little... Not even a little heat. I mean, I just got a couple of people being like, be careful saying what you're saying, but most people really know that makes sense. Because like when they got rid of the Confederate flag, it was like, oh, I don't think it should be in state houses and things like that, but you can't get rid of it across the board because it saves me time from talking to certain people. <laughs> you know what I mean? Whereas, like, yeah, right. when you got rid of it, now like, I waste a good 15, 20 minutes a time like, of my time a day just talking to somebody like 15 minutes in like oh there it is okay see if you would have been re- wearing the rebel flag i wouldn't have approached you but now i waited 15 minutes to right it's a very it's a very bright red and blue object that would tell well, me well they replaced it real quick with those red hats it's impressive how quick they replaced it <laughs> when you mentioned empathy before like i think the people who at least come off as not having empathy. I think it's often because they just haven't like taken the time or they're in a mm-hmm. lot of pain or something and they just haven't figured it out. But also, uh, I feel like I have an overall theory that uh, very, very, very racist people like white nationalists, because of pain or, or they're just busy, they're just not on top of things. They're not very organized. And there's a thing on Reddit where there are all these subreddits for everything. And if a subreddit hasn't been actively moderated in 60 days, then it is open for anyone to take over as the moderator because yeah. every subreddit it has to have moderators. And so one thing this article picked out, this cracked article, is there's an awesome phenomenon going on where people found racist subreddits and then just forget to moderate them for a couple months. And so then people take them over and hijack them and use them for totally different purposes. Oh, that's fantastic. It's the best. Yeah. And it shows that like, people got a lot of time. Oh, yeah, yeah. It's, but they're using it. At least they're using it for like good. And they're just playing video games. They're like, you know what? Let's mess with some racists. I think isolation has a lot to do with it. I think a lot of these yeah. people, they're not participating in society. I think that might be part of it, yeah. Or or else they there's just something going on, whether it's uh, an anxiety or mm-hmm. a personal issue, where they feel left out of the mainstream, and so then they're just mad at the mainstream. And things are more complicated now than they ever have been. And also pretty simple, but people need simple reasons. Yeah. And sometimes there are no simple reasons why you're afflicted or whatever. You yeah, yeah. I mean? Well, and, and the outrage, like, uh, there's a subreddit, one of the first examples of this hijacking, it was a subreddit called Our Punchable Faces. And theoretically, that's just violent in a general, uh, you know, neutrally bad way. You well, know? And the then way it became racist. made me want to punch. <laughs> so this subreddit existed, and then people forgot to moderate it for a while. And then non-racist people took it over and made it exclusively a Minions subreddit. It was just celebrating the minions. Every post was minions. And then other people 
who were just not moderators got in on it and were like, you know, this subreddit's great now, and here's more minions. And it's so when you open it, it's just packed with the minions from Despicable Me. <laughs> what is the goal? Is that the I think it's hilarious and great, but the end game is that the racists come back to the thing and then they're like, whoa. It's not entirely aimed at changing their views. It's like just ruining their spaces, I think. Oh, okay. I think it's it's basically like this article, the title is it's for trolling. Yeah, it's like not even that high minded, I think. It's like just to ruin their area where they were playing around being racist with each other. Gotcha. No, that's great. I love that. Because there's other, there was another subreddit in 2017. Somebody started our white politics. It was what you would imagine, and then they forgot to moderate it, and so people took it over and made it just about like the basic color white. That's like, beautiful. Paint swatches. I read through it today, and I learned a lot of just kinds of the color white that I didn't know about. There's one called Swiss Coffee. Amazing. It looks great. Like it's it's when sounds you do the interior too. of a house. Yeah, yeah. sounds nice. Yeah, it sounds Swiss really coffee. good. If we got someone just to follow around Trump and wherever he's at publicly, just go, just do the Nelson thing, like, ha, 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 ha. Yeah. Ha, ha. It would break him. It would break him. Yeah. He'd, he'd have him <laughs> murdered. There's one, one more subreddit to run by. Have you ever heard of the website Stormfront? Is it racist? Yes, mm-hmm. it's a, it's like a white nationalist website that was founded back in 1996. So basically, as soon as they had an internet, they were like, uh, racism code, you know. Uh-huh. Um, yeah. And so there was a our Stormfront, there was a subreddit for Stormfront. And then somehow everyone involved in it and everyone in this website forgot to deal with it for two months. And then it has been turned into a weather-oriented subreddit. Like the logo is now a Reddit alien just looking at the clouds very cutely. And like there's a lot of like just cool Doppler pictures and uh and it's just yeah, explicitly cool about the, yeah. What like I like clouds it. are dope. I'm I'm not surprised. We need that, you know? They get less hateful for a couple months. So they're just like forget about their I like the thought of that place. <laughs> they like just they're give very up motivated to hate for a while and then like for a couple <laughs> months they're like, I don't know man. It's just like I got a four wheeler. I'm pretty happy right now. So it's like I'm not hating as hard as I as I was. And then they go back and they're like, "What happened? Oh, I got happy and look, all the hate. <laughs> it's just cumulus clouds. Right, right. At least they're white. <laughs> I love the thought of just like not being as hateful for a little bit. Just because I don't know, I'm tired. My old lady's giving me a lot of hell. So just... <laughs> yeah. <laughs> There's also there's another example just from the world of Facebook because there's all kinds of Facebook pages for everything, a few of them terrible. And uh, there was one, the name of it was Confederate Pride Heritage Not Hate, and the owner of it apparently accidentally invited a guy who had no interest in it to be a moderator. Mm-hmm. And so the guy took it over and initially turned it into a bunch of furry stuff, mm-hmm. just furries. But then he ended up settling on calling it LGBT Southerners for Michelle Obama and Judaism <laughs> decked it out in all of that stuff and just started gaslighting everyone we who was there previously. We pushed all the buttons at one time. <laughs> guess what? The racist head explodes. It explodes when you push all those buttons. Yeah. And he also, he did a pinned post at the top of it, which was just like, I've been noticing a lot of Confederate pride in this group, which is clearly about celebrating queer support for Michelle Obama, Judaism, and mixed-race marriages. Apparently, some of you didn't understand the meaning of the group when you joined. If you have any questions, please reach the admin at number. Ah, With an internet page like that, all you have to have is the login. You can do everything from there. That's it. Even now, I don't think people truly realize 
what the internet is. I don't think they realize like like all that stuff's up there forever. Like yeah. that's what the th- cracked me up about Snapchat when it first came out. First time somebody showed it to me, like the picture disappears. I was like, I don't think it does. <laughs> I'm sure it does on that app, but it sent it somewhere. So there's a copy of it somewhere. Right. It existed digitally for a for a nanosecond or whatever. So it had to it had to exist for them to send it to somewhere else. Right. It went outside of your phone. So there's a copy of it somewhere. <laughs> and then it came out. Yeah, they don't delete them. Right. <laughs> and my friends were like, how'd you know that? I'm like, I don't know. That's just how stuff works. I think people want to believe like, in magic a lot. People think that, oh, I can just build this group and no one will ever mess with me ever. And there's no portals in or ways in or it yeah, will never be I get tied to, to me. I and do what I want here with no repercussions. Yeah, yeah. Actually, I think one real benefit that we've seen documented in a lot of ways too of social media is that you can uh, fundraise for like good causes yeah. and go out and do good things with them. And uh, there was one specific thing where in January, uh, the actor Cal Penn, I don't know if you know his mm-hmm. work, yeah. um, he got trolled by someone because he was saying that we should support Syrian refugees. And then someone tweeted him to go back to his country. Um, he's from New Jersey. He's from the United States. So he he has he is in his country. And so he decided to start a CrowdRise campaign in the name of the guy who trolled him. He didn't publish the guy's name. He just said, this is in the name of the guy who trolled me on Twitter. And to date, they've raised $869,000 to fundraise to support refugees and refugee uh, campaigns. See, that's yeah. what it's, yeah. I don't think. It was great. I don't think we as human beings have figured out the correct way to use this technology. I don't think we've figured it out yet. Let's look at another form of trolling these terrible people. This is specifically in Germany, but it's kind of spread elsewhere too. There are often like racist demonstrations. We've seen them in the US and also elsewhere. And there was one in 2014 in the town of Wunsiedel, Germany. There was a demonstration by neo-Nazis a lot of these places try to prevent the demonstration yeah. from ever happening, you know? And what the residents did is they got together and they just surrounded the demonstration with things that made it an anti-hate demonstration. They, like, lined it with banners and they had free snacks for them. But it was all because they made it so every meter that the neo-Nazis marched, the residents would donate 10 euros to a group called Exit Deutschland, which provides support for people to get out of neo-Nazi groups and into the rest of society. Beautiful. So they took the exact march that the Nazis were going to do, and they said, great, you are specifically marching for the cause of anti-Nazism now. But no. <laughs> we're doing marching for no. Yeah. And there, uh. there's like there's a video of them doing it, and like one of them sees the table of free bananas to fuel them for their march, and he starts to grab one, and then he starts to see what's around him, and he like doesn't know what to do with the banana, <laughs> and he kind of go, just goes back without a banana. And they like spray paint it in the road. Great, crossing this line, you've raised X amount of euros. Like, good job. You know, <laughs> like they had a stack of little certificates for them just at the very end of like the finish line they set up for the amount of money they were hoping to raise. And it was great. Yeah. But no <clears throat> violence, huh? Yeah, no no violence against them. Nobody was attacking anyone as far as I know. It because was yeah, because you make it the silly and it's the it's the Nelson thing where it's like, ha ha, ha ha. Yeah. Because <laughs> I think when you start taking them serious is when it, they get serious. Like when our um, media started taking them serious. When it's like, what will we do about the specter of neo-Nazism? Rather than like, ah, look at these dummies. These, oh, look, they got a haircut, and they're trying to act like they're not <laughs> hateful dum-dums. Yeah. Like, that's it. That's, I mean, 
But if I mean not to get all preachy, but if we're being honest, it is a uh, the media also needs a conflict to constantly report on. And yeah, it's good narrative, I guess. So, or at least easy narrative. When yeah, and when there's not, when it's so clear that one side is wrong and the other side isn't, there's no conflict. So right. producer knows that ratings are what pay for his pool. So. <laughs> It's a fucked up cycle. <laughs> I'm not even stoned. God damn it. I just went down that, that rabbit hole of being like, well, it's because of this, this, and this. And it's, it's, it all, it, uh, we think do? deep on this show. We go for it. It it's is. where we go. Because, yeah, you kind of ask, like, why do we troll these people and let them have these voices? And then we take them seriously. And it's because wars and conflict well, and we, are what make it all interesting. Well, and I also, I also think on some level we think we are doing the right thing by taking them seriously in the sense that like we're we're like, I'm going to earnestly, very seriously tell people how bad these neo-Nazis are. And then I have spread the word about the badness of the neo-Nazis. But I think you're right that that uh, message of being earnestly serious about how bad they are kind of bakes in yeah. taking them seriously. Yeah. And it gives them some power. Then Gives them a little bit of power and a little yeah. bit of weight that they shouldn't have. Yeah, because their whole theory is other humans shouldn't exist, which is not <laughs> right. We shouldn't hear that theory out. Yeah, we're so far past it. Yeah, the yeah. only time we should fight <laughs> is when people are like, "Oh, I want to eliminate other people," and you're like, "No, you can't." See, that's right. that's the only thing we fight about is like you can't kill. It's not other allowed. People. Yeah. Right. <laughs> and also, it's I think exciting for you folks at home and the world. This approach that. They took in Wunsiedel has spread a bit. There was also um, another rally going to be held in August of 2017 by neo-Nazis in San Francisco. They were mm -hmm. going to get together there. And so a group, uh, the Jewish Bar Association of San Francisco, a group of lawyers, nice. they held an Adopt a Nazi event, which was a big GoFundMe. And it said like, oh, you can adopt one of these Nazis. So for every Nazi that shows up, there will be a donation. And uh, they raised $160,000. Wow. For good causes, which is amazing because it, it, it is really as many uh, weird and gross things as there are about social media. It's a very good way it's to powerful. get a lot of people to give $10 or whatever. Support for today's show comes from our friends at SeatGeek. And let me tell you something. I have the SeatGeek app on my phone. Alex, why would you do that? Because it's by far the easiest way I've found to shop for tickets. I can be anywhere, and with just a few taps, I can instantly find seats at sports events, at concerts, at other things that have tickets to them. I actually did some holiday shopping on SeatGeek because I thought, hey, I want to experiment. You know, I have the bands I know I love. I have the sports I know I love. Why don't I see something new? And so as a semi-new L.A. resident... I'm seeing the Clippers. I'm going to see them play basketball. And I, from my phone, from my bed, was able to get surprisingly great seats at a surprisingly low cost to see the Clippers. SeatGeek is designed to make your ticket-buying experience easier than ever. It can be as easy as mine was. SeatGeek saves you time. It saves you money. It gets you the most bang for your buck by grading every ticket based on value to help you immediately identify the best seats that fit your budget. Plus, every purchase is fully guaranteed, so you can shop for tickets on SeatGeek with confidence. Make it your go-to app for the best deals on every type of ticket, from sports and concerts to comedy and theater. And, best of all, listeners to the Crack Podcast get $20 off their first SeatGeek purchase. $20! Just download the SeatGeek app and enter promo code CRACKED today. That's promo code CRACKED for $20 off your first SeatGeek purchase. Let's look at another March-based thing. 
this is something that happened in uh, 2015, Charleston, South Carolina. There was a horrible, horrible church shooting. And then a local KKK group said, I know how we'll react to this. We will hold a march in Charleston like a couple weeks after, mm-hmm. which is uh, uh, deeply fucked up. They shouldn't have done that. Mm-hmm. And uh, the march was not prevented from happening. But we have a, we'll look at a clip here. And I think we can play the audio for the folks at home. Um, someone decided to go to this march and they were like, what I will do as these KKK people march through the streets. And like we said about a lot of these hateful groups, they want to seem impressive. They yeah. want to seem like very, uh, very hardcore. And so what the uh, person did is like a counter protest kind of thing is they followed around the group of KKK guys with a sousaphone mm-hmm. and they played very, very silly tuba music as they walked around. So we're just going to play uh, the uh, kind of homemade video and hear the audio. <laughs> I mean, what better? I mean, they did pick these, like the best and like silliest music to just kind of ruin someone yeah. trying to look tough. It was like, wow, wow, wow. <laughs> so good. Well, because Peter, who wrote the article, he's pretty sure it's from a Family Guy joke where it's sort of a mean joke, but Stewie follows around a fat guy playing that song on a tuba yes, to just I, soundtrack his walking. Mm-hmm. And uh, it's sort of mean in that context. But when you apply it to the KKK, heck yeah, well, let's yeah, do you're it. Using, you're awesome. using something mean for good. Yeah, it's great. great. Yeah, it's, <laughs> it's the best. It's the best part of life. You're yeah. like, oh, we flipped it. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, because you also, and you don't need to know the reference. It's just, it's so tangible and there's nothing they can do. It it's works. Great. Perfect. Yeah. And I love that someone <laughs> cited the source too. They're like, well, I think they got it from like that part of me likes it too. Where they're yeah. like, yeah, yeah. <laughs> it's perfect. Yeah. We mentioned Donald Trump a bit ago, and there is a trolling of uh, Donald Trump's administration that I am very excited about. I'm way into it. There was uh, a hotline they set up. It's called the Victims of Immigration Crime Engagement Office. Uh, the acronym is VOICE. And the idea is basically just to create a tip line for people to report on immigrants or at least people they think are immigrants doing what they think are crimes. Mm-hmm. It doesn't seem totally necessary. The Obama administration increased funding for the Border Patrol. They stepped up detention of immigrants. They were generally pretty hardline on it. And the Trump administration said, let's also do this weird reporting thing. But it's designed to deal with illegal aliens. And they uh, launched it on April 26th. And I don't know why they picked April 26th exactly, but among other things, there's like a pop culture internet holiday where that's Alien Day, because in the movie Aliens, uh, the ship is called LV-426, so on Mm. 426, April 26th, that's Alien Day. Uh, And so basically, this hotline for illegal aliens from Jump was immediately spammed with calls about space aliens. Just everyone on the internet who possibly could gave them phone calls to report UFOs and creatures from space. That it's great. It's great. Yeah. That's when you know the universe is probably leans towards good. Yeah. Because when stuff like that happens, you're like, yes, yes, please just keep. It's unraveling. <laughs> it's all unraveling. It's great. Like the whole universe is unraveling? Not the universe, uh, but what is happening Oh, right the now. evil. Because the problem with evil is like it can't stop. Right. It attempts to continue to grow and yeah. metastasize. And then, the, there's a website called Splinter. It's part of Gizmodo. They decided, hey, why don't we call up the people who run this hotline and see what they think of being spammed with nothing but aliens? Like in a reporting way, like just check yeah. in with them. And they said, hey, what do you think of this? Is it affecting your operations? And the person running it said, 
The voice line remains in operation. As yesterday was its first day, I can't give you any sense of whether this group had any impact at all on wait times or call volume because there's no prior date to compare. End quote. Which is just like a deflection because they were asked, Mm -hmm. are these calls ruining your operation? And they were like, well, we've never had data. So who could say? Yeah. You know, we don't know how without math, who knows if we're screwed or not? Like, no, you're you got messed up. Yeah. No, we're not able to do your thing. Didn't happen the way we wanted it to. But to answer your question from a semantic way. That's when you know you got somebody is when they answer a question semantically. Yeah. And they're like, well, (laughs) technically what you said, we'll answer this way. And you're like, okay, wordsmith. (laughs) You know what that question meant. Right. (laughs) That's when you know you got somebody. Gotcha. Yeah. Like, did you fall down on your face? Well, who can define falling down? I mean, you know, like, what is gravity? I don't know. Scientists don't understand it. Or did I jump? Like during the uh, the hurricane in Houston, when they when Joel Osteen they called him out, and then he hesitated. Yeah. He hesitated just a little bit when they were like, "Why don't you open up?" And he's like, "Well," and that's when it was like, "That's when the whole world was like, yep, we got you.' <laughs> Everyone knew you were full of shit, and that 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 hesitation right there is all we need. It was like there there it is." Yeah. Well, I, I just preach to rich people, so <laughs> ah. Uh, right. Poor people don't tie this much. <laughs> ah, it's amazing how like a half second pause could contain all that content. That's that exactly. Like, everybody great. in the world was like, "There it is." <laughs> this is uh, coming from the land of Europe. In Europe, uh, in various countries and in various communities, there's been a lot of fear and anxiety about Muslim people. I don't think mm-hmm. it's justified, but apparently some people do. Uh, I disagree. Yeah. And there uh, was one journalist in Norway in 2017. His name's Johan Slatovic. He decided, oh, there's this Facebook group here that's specifically afraid of Muslim immigrants, and it's specifically uh, being saying terrible things mm-hmm. about them and against them. And so what he did is he posted a picture, and he captioned it with, what do people think of this? And it was in a Facebook group called Fedralandet Vitkist. I didn't pronounce that well. It means fatherland first, uh, which is a pretty racist name. But he posted this group, and he was like, what do people think of this? And it's a picture on a bus of just empty bus seats. But the bus seats, if you don't look at them closely at all, like if you just skim it, it looks like a bus full of people in burkas. Like yeah. if, I guess if you don't have eyes, basically, if you like can't see it. Well, anything. if you're scared to death of Muslims, <laughs> yeah. that's all you see. Yeah, yeah. And so he got a bunch of comments on it saying how terrified and angry people were about, oh, now our country is just buses full of people in burkas, when actually it was just... It's just an empty bus. Wait. That's all it is. Okay. So hold on, hold on, hold on. So he didn't get a bunch of people reacting, being like, yo, dum dum. That's just an empty bus. No. He got a bunch of people being like, right? This is nonsense. I don't know yeah. why I put him a deeper Southern accent. But. It got more than 100 comments, most of them anti-Muslim. Here's, here's a few of them. Quote, it looks really scary, should be banned. You can never know who is under there, could be terrorists with weapons. Uh, another quote was, get them out of our country. Which is particularly funny if you try to literally do that with bus seats. Like, you'd just be unscrewing them or something. I don't know how that would work. Bus them out of here. And then, uh, yeah, he said he he ended up having a good laugh. Because then, in hindsight for those people, they're like, oh, I'm so afraid of Muslim people. I'm afraid of chairs. Yeah. yeah. So, like, it was helpful. That's probably, okay, good. Yeah. It's a happy ending. <laughs> Jesus. 
Those chairs. What do those chairs believe? (laughs) (laughs) Right. They could be carrying used gum. I don't know. And it's one of, because I don't know how often people ride city buses, but it's one of those newer buses with a lot of yellow poles and kind of that rounded seat shape. The picture definitely looks like chairs. But like you said, if if it's a group of people who are primed to be terrified of people who practice a religion, uh, it looks uh, super scary. An empty bus. Ah, Speaking of like trolling, uh, one of my friends... Her grandmother was this old, mean, racist lady. That's who she was. Yeah. And she she got dementia when she got older. And she was in a in a home, and she was just mean. She was a mean lady, so keep that in mind. And racist. And she died terrified because what would happen in her dementia, a black man would stand in the corner just staring at her. Whoa. And it was like, and I just loved it. I was like, that's like karma. That's what that is. Yeah. That's like being an old... Mean, so you have you've been mean and racist your whole life to people, and then in your last waking hours, your your worst fear is happening. Wow, yeah, like the mental condition presents the thing you've chosen to be afraid of your whole mm-hmm. life yeah. all the time. Mm-hmm. Man, but you've been mean to it instead of facing it, you've just been mean, <laughs> right? So it's punishing you. Oh, I love it. It's oh, like one well. of those first realizations when you're like, oh, old people can suck. <laughs> you know, because you're taught your whole life, like, old people are the best, you know, respect them, blah, blah, blah. And you're like, yeah, yeah, they're, and they are, they're fascinating. I love old people. But also, some of them are like, like, assholes get old, too. So that's what we don't teach our children. Yeah, I sort of have a personal theory that not everybody is kind of the same age, but from, like, age 20 on, you're just grown Mm-hmm. And you're going to be as mature or not mature as you are. Yeah. You know what I mean? Like, you can't expect a level of maturity based on a specific age. Nope. It's nope. just, there are old people who act like children and college students who should be president. It, like, it's just... <laughs> yes. <laughs> yes. Without a doubt. Yes. I think we're, we're running out of time. I want to oh, do yeah, one, okay. more, one more troll and then we'll, and then we'll get Do it to it. This is also in Germany. It's also that group Exit Deutschland who helps people leave white supremacy. They found out that in the town of Gera, Germany in 2011, there was going to be a music festival called Rock for Deutschland. And it turned out to be like a white nationalist <laughs> music festival. <laughs> and so they showed up. They handed out free shirts with, that were black with a skull on them and said, like, nation and freedom and, and all these uh, things that appeal to white nationalists. And so they were like, woo, yeah. But it was a T-shirt that when you run it through the washing machine, the message changes. And so when people took it home and washed it, they got a message that said in German, if a T-shirt can do it, so can you. We'll help you break with right-wing extremism. So Aww. when they got home from the fest with their dope shirts, they turned out to be messages that they were just holding in front of their washing machine. Like, oh, no. That's amazing. <laughs> yeah, that's just, that's just like a cool tech story, too. I didn't know you could do that with a that's shirt. That's what I was thinking, too. I was, like, I was like, well, there's two things I'm interested in here. Yeah. That and this. <laughs> Since we're trolling, uh, my favorite review of all time is from a white supremacist when I was touring with Sturgill Simpson. I, I mentioned this on several oh, podcasts. Uh, I didn't know you toured with Sturgill Simpson. That's amazing. Uh, that was, yeah, 2000, the fall of 2015. It was really amazing time. It was a great, great tour. But we were in Spokane, Washington. It was like a between date, you know, like a weekday. And I, we didn't think anything. It was like a fine show. You know, it wasn't anything spectacular or anything. And then this white supremacist was there who was a fan of Sturgill's. But I came out and started doing what I do. And uh, to quote him, there was a barrage of anti-whiteness and blasphemy. And I was like, yeah, that's what I was doing. Uh, 
He got what I was doing. <laughs> and it made him go back and re-listen to Sturgill. And it made him realize that he wasn't who he thought he was and all this stuff. And it was just like, oh. this, Sturgill sent it to me. He's like, have you read this review? He's like, this is the funniest thing I've ever. And it's, it's very articulate, very intelligent. And that's why, like, it's like, this is a smart person. He's just isolated and something happened to him. Yeah, yeah. Because, like, it's well-written and well-thought-out. It's just skewed. Do you know what I mean? Where it's just like... Right. He just, like, never listened to the lyrics. He just thought culturally, it's country music, and this fits my viewpoint, even though there's a huge diversity to country music. And that's what threw him off about me. Like, even in the article, he says, like, my accent, my name, everything. And he was like... And then he started talking. I was like, what the hell? (laughs) I was like, hell yeah. That's what I like. Uh, it's like my favorite troll of all. Yes, yes, yes. <laughs> Where it's earnestly doing your art. <laughs> yes, exactly. <laughs> Trolled you, stupid son of a bitch. <laughs> Folks, that is the episode for this week. My thanks to Billy Wayne Davis for, fun fact, almost driving through a Southern California wildfire just to tape this with me because he's the best. And ain't you ready for some footnotes? I'll bet you are. This week, we're linking off to our friend Billy's excellent stand-up album. That's Billy Wayne Davis, live at Third Man Records. And of course, we're linking to a cavalcade of good defeating evil by having a sense of humor. I'd also like to throw you a Kurt Vonnegut quote for the holiday season, because I love Kurt, from his book, Sirens of Titan, quote, If there are such things as angels, I hope that they are organized along the lines of the mafia. End quote. And I'd like to think skilled enough pranksters can be those angels. Let's do it. What else is going on? Well, the Cracked Podcast is back at Los Angeles' UCB Sunset Theater on January 13th of 2018 with a live episode you're going to love. I'm calling the premise of this one History's Funniest Goofs. I will probably need to come up with a more professional title than that soon. Till then, History's Funniest Goofs, our little secret. History might seem to be an incredibly serious topic with all the wars and the brutality and stuff, but in actuality, all that is true. And between that stuff, history is pretty packed with pranks and jokes and straight-up goofs. We're going to have fun with ancient Greek poop jokes, Norman tapestries about babes, Manhattan Project guys who ate the radioactive stuff by accident, and more. It's going to be really fun. We've got a panel of myself, Caitlin Gill, Christine Medrano, and Blake Wexler. And you can see it all Saturday, January 13th for just 7 bucks. Tickets will go on sale soon, if they are not already, at sunset.ucbtheater, that's theater with an R-E, dot com. And as far as this show goes, our theme music is Chicago Falcon by the Budos Band. Our episode was engineered and edited by Chris Souza. If you love this episode, that's great. If you hated it, let me know about it on social media. That's right, social media. A shockingly fun thing to turn off and never look at ever again, especially on Christmas Day. Focus on uh, tinsel. Or whatever. Anyway, you can find me on Twitter under the name at Alex Schmitty. I'm also on the wider internet at my website, alexschmitty.com. And we will be back next week with more Cracked Podcasts. So how about that? Talk to you then. This has been an Earwolf production, executive produced by Scott Ackerman, Chris Bannon, and Colin Anderson. For more information and content, visit Earwolf.com. Earwolf.